From the MTC studio in Avalon, Pennsylvania, it's The Gentleman's Nightery with your hosts, Stitch Mainville, Rick Garrett, and Magnus Heber. So pour yourself a stiff one, light them if you got them. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your nightery. Oh, welcome back. And this isn't this great? Merry Christmas. Who drops an episode on Christmas Day? (laughs) Feliz Navidad. (laughs) No, shut that shit up. (laughs) You don't like that. Uh, (laughs) Man, I love Christmas, but you know what? Now that there's no kids in the house, we didn't even decorate. We don't have a tree up. We don't have lights on the front porch. We don't even have garland. You know, I noticed that. We didn't even send out Christmas cards. Nothing. Not a damn thing. I usually send out Christmas cards, and I haven't even gotten started yet. I don't think I'm going to do it. Uh, it just doesn't feel like Christmas without little kids. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. The The spirit of what we've made the holiday of, like, I don't know, everyone being around together, but also we've made it super materialistic. I I feel like it's just not the same anymore. What, I, what I've noticed in the past five, ten years is that Christmas isn't Christmas anymore. It's secular. Everybody wants to be part of the holiday, but nobody wants to be part of Christ. Yeah, it started when everyone put it as Xmas. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> oh, they, they yeah. wanted it to become their atheists want to celebrate Christmas, but they don't want the God part. Uh, yeah. All these other you know religions or non religions want to celebrate and be part of Christmas, but they don't want the God part. That's why people will use the the excuse. I I don't know if that's the right word of it being. We took it from the pagans, saying that we took it no, from the No, you know what pagans. came from the pagans? The, the Yule log and the tree. That's it. That's it. As far as what Christmas is, Christmas is to cel- the celebration of Christ's life. Now, I'll admit, the church, the, the Roman Catholic Church, did move Christ's birthday from sometime in the early spring to cover over the pagan holidays. That's why it's, it's, it's mm. over the winter solstice. Mm. But as far as the, the reason for the holiday, the reason is to celebrate Christ's life. Yeah. Whenever, I wonder if that's because it might come. Yeah. I wonder if that's because of the, like the star, you know, you know how the, like during Christ's birth was the, the North star. Mm. I wonder if that's what it is. Like the, why they did the winter solstice thing. I have no idea. Yeah. I also, don't I just know. know it was to cover over the, the pagan holidays. Um, but I mean, still in all, if 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 this is Christmas, if this is Christ's birthday, uh, if this is the time that we recognize Christ, then that's what it should be about. Atheist, you don't like it? Go do your own holiday where you give gifts. Um, Rick, you're gonna go celebrate Kwanzaa for seven days. That's right. cool. Uh, <laughs> I until they started doing that, I ain't never heard of that. <laughs> I never heard of it either. Wait, wait who's doing that? No, Kwanzaa, some college professor started that like 35, 40 yeah. years ago. Was it that yeah. long? Yeah. It, was, yeah, it doesn't seem like it was. It don't seem like it was no, that long. No, but it was like in the yeah. late 70s, early yeah. 80s, yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard of it, but I don't really know anything about it. Not only is this our Christmas episode, but this is our last episode of the season. Our season two for the Gentleman's Nightery is come to an end. And that went fast too. Yeah, now it lets us get on with our holidays and we can do our thing and not be rushed around to try to get something done. Uh but I'm really looking forward to coming back for next season. Oh yeah. Um It's we, a new year, man. New it's going to be t- And get this. Uh <laughs> instead of just going with bourbon spotlights and cigar spotlights, what we're going to do instead is we're going to drop the cigars and we're just going to go to drinks. 
So we can talk about rums, we can talk about vodka, we can talk about whatever, but they're going to be as mixed drinks. Okay. And I'm going to be reaching out to my son LJ more to kind of get recipes for these mixed drinks. Well, you already got the old-fashioned down. Oh, I got that down like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, we're we're pretty good at drinking them, we just need some education <laughs> on making them. <laughs> Wait, That's like little kids. I'm pretty good at beating them. I'm just, I just need some more education on me. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> that sounded so wrong. Oh well, they shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ever tell you this? This is how much I hate other people's kids. When Ian, was, <laughs> when Ian was a little kid, right? He was about four or five years old. He we had we had him in daycare, and my job was like Leslie would drop them off at daycare, and then when I got home from work or school or whatever I was doing, I would pick them up from daycare. Uh-huh. Well, this one time I'm sitting there and I get in Ian's, it was winter time and I'm zipping up his suit and I'm talking to him like, yeah, buddy, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And this little kid comes walking over. He goes, um, I, are you Ian's dad? And I looked at him and I went, get the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I hate other people. I mean, I love my kids. I do. I, I love them. Dad. I but other people's but, kids, I don't I can't stand it. I wonder but what you, he you wanted. Know, you know why? <laughs> but I don't know whether you thought about it or not, but do you realize why you hate other people's kids? I have no idea why. Because you can't beat the crap out of them. <laughs> I will. I don't give a fuck. And, and that's that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about today, as a matter of fact, is I don't care. But uh, no, I just, I just, other people's kids just annoy me. Yeah. I don't want them around me. Like my grandkids... They're not my kids, but yeah. you know they're my grandkids, so I can yeah. tolerate them. Uh, but for a little bit, for a little bit. I just remembered. Okay, go ahead. Um, there's a couple emails that came in. I wanted to read on the air. Oh, All right. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Let's check out these emails that came in. All right, we got an email come in from. Uh, oh, look, no name, just an email. It says, uh, "I found this blog while doing an internet search of political views, and it led me to listening to your podcast." For the most part, you guys are juvenile and kind of silly, but I like your message of men being men. Perhaps you could do a show more about men's issues rather than just putting out some clickbait videos. I completely disagree on the last part of that because I don't see any of our videos as being clickbait. No, we we just put out what we talk about. We put out exactly that your all of your titles are exactly what we talk about. Yeah. And I've. I don't know about you guys, but I enjoy those. I do, too. I very much enjoy yeah, them. Yeah. And according to Facebook, a lot of people on Facebook yeah. enjoy them. So uh, whoever you were, you didn't leave a name, uh, but we appreciate that you listened. We got the download. Uh, the other know. one that came in is from a guy named Rudy H. And Rudy, Rudy says, Rudy. Uh, turn off your microphone and put away your toys. You guys are not hosts. You guys are not disc jockeys. You guys mm-hmm. suck. I don't really don't care that you're baby-killing veterans. I really don't care about you at all. Stitch is a fat piece of shit who should just die already. Rick is a moron who can't say three words without laughing. And Mangus, it's spelled Mangus, is just a kid who can barely form a sentence. Well, at least we we know he listened, right? <laughs> Still got your download, jackass. How you guys were able to convince a studio to allow you to be able to put this crap on the internet is a mystery. And he spelled mystery, M-I-S-T-E-R-Y. I felt the water in here. He said, leave broadcasting to the professionals and stop trying to copy the greats like Levin and Stern and Mancow. (laughs) You guys are hacks. (laughs) Rudy, you smell like llama laughs and horse hiccups, brother. (laughs) (laughs) We we 
typically usually don't read shitty emails like that, yeah. but that one was hilarious. Well, only got the two... fact that he called me a baby killer, brother. The un- oh yeah, because most... we're baby killer veterans. Yeah. I don't understand what the fuck. The that most means. babies that I killed was finishing on his mom's face. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Should have killed that one. You missed one. Rudy, you suck. You didn't work for Notre Dame. You didn't play football for even one play. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck you, Rudy. <laughs> fuck you, Rudy. Now, those are the kind of I wish people would call into us. And I think we'll try to do that next season. Yeah. We'll try to I'll, what I'll start doing is I'll announce at our phone number and we'll have them call into the line and be part of the show. Well, we need to get the Rudy line. the phone number real quick. Anyway, here's the last one we got from a guy named Terry. And Terry says, I was ready to give up on you guys, but you seem to turn things around. Your last few episodes seem genuine and have kept my attention. I find that I enjoy listening to your episodes and hardly notice the talk over. Either the topic has gotten better or you guys have become aware of one another and stopped doing that. I can't even begin to tell you how annoying that was. On one of your shows, someone said they were going to write a theme song for the show. Since Stitch and Magnus talk about karaoke, I was wondering if you guys would be singing on this new theme song. <laughs> we can. Look forward to hearing this read on your on one of your shows, Terry. Terry, I think that the talking over problem was that we were including a lot of women in this show. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that, Terry. <laughs> the broads won't shut up. You know what? On uh, the, the sports shows that I listen to, Every day they do it to each other all the time. Yeah, but it is they be annoying. in mid sentence, and the other one will cut in and cut him off, and they keep both of them are talking together. So but it is so annoying. About it? I know it's annoying. But it, but I'm I'm just saying it's not. It happens to everybody, not only us. Yeah, but when we first started out, and it was just the two of us, we were doing it to each other a lot. Like you were saying something, I go, but wait, 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 and it would just. I yeah. thought that was natural. I mean, it is. Wrong? But I don't it's see not, nothing wrong with that. It it is. It's okay for conversation, but whenever you're listening, it's it's kind of annoying. Let right. me tell you something. Okay. Sit down, turn on Jerry Springer, and don't watch the TV. Put your head down and listen to it. And then listen. To Everybody's it. screaming and yelling over it. Oh it yeah, I already obnoxious. know that. You're right. Yeah. You're and there right. have been times where we that. we got loud and we tried talking louder over the other person to be heard. And be, remember that one time when we were, ha- we were back here in our studio? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, shut up, shut up. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You remember that? Yep, yep. That, that's because we were all, all talk. It was me, you, Ian, Magnus. We were all loud. Listen, Terry, we really, really appreciate your feedback, man. That This is exactly the kind of stuff that I was talking about. We we love hearing that you guys like the the changes in the show. We're, we're working on it. We're trying to get better at the whole format of it, it's a learning curve. Hate to say it, but everything's a learning curve. So appreciate you, Terry. Oh, man. So what I wanted to do on this episode, we're going to get back to men things and discussing the things that men like. And this episode, what I'm actually going to do is I thought we can give a present to all the men listening. Women, you want a present? You'll get it from yeah. your, from the man who we're going to help out. All right, because uh, I wanted to talk about things that men can do to change and become like the men, what men used to be back before toxic masculinity and man buns and fucking chai tea and all that other bullshit. And soy boys. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to guys being rugged guys. Uh, and, and I just wanted to kind of start things off. But in the Christmas spirit, Mag, you said uh, you read something in the Bible that you kind of wanted to pass along to kind of help men become more men. Of course. So whenever we decided we were going to discuss a little bit about this. I was thinking what 
where I could go besides my own brain to find like the good good description of what men should what men should change or do for themselves to to be make a better world and where else to go than the bible god's word you know so i went to proverbs 20 and there's only a few lines but i'll read them to you and then talk about what i mean from them so my first point would be that a man should be honorable a man who's not honorable doesn't really hold value to anything in their life, doesn't attribute meaning to anything in their life. Um, a man must be understanding. To be an understanding man, you have to be able to receive information from someone, maybe at a, I don't want to say that you perceive them as lower than you, but like maybe a kid says something to you and you have to say, get the fuck out of here. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but... Anyway, you you got to be understanding. You have to be able to read situations to be a, a decent man. So I'm going to read this real quick, and you, you can take from it what you'd like. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is a brawler. And whoever is led astray by it is not wise. The wrath of a king is like the roaring of a lion. Whoever provokes him to anger sins against his own life. It is honorable for a man to stop striving. Since any fool can start a quarrel. The lazy man will not plow because of winter. He will have nothing, or he will beg during harvest and have nothing. Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? The righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. So, what I, what I mostly gathered from that part of it was that a man who will do the right thing when everyone is watching is, I would say, a decent man. But the man who will step up behind the scenes where he gets no credit, gets no recognition, gets no props like most men of today don't receive, um, you, you have to be able to do the right thing when nobody's watching because men, I'm sure you guys can attest to this because you have kids and you've had wives longer than I have that there's a lot of things that you do that go unnoticed. So I'll, I'll pass it back to you guys. Oh, I was just going to just to uh, say that, you know, step up at home, you know, take care, take care of the home. Don't be afraid to do every, anything that, you think men don't be that person to say men's not this is not men's work it's women's work because uh you know you can step up and just help take care of the house to make sure that everything you know don't be afraid to uh, wash a dish or wash your clothes and stuff like that that's, menial that's tasks. My, yeah menial task or whatever you think you're supposed to be out there with and been doing the breadwinner but don't put your don't put the woman down to think that she's not as strong as you are because they some some of these women make more money than we do and they they're capable of doing everything but don't be the kind of person to think that their place is in the home so you need to but you can step up and do things because i i do things you know what i mean i wash my own clothes and i'm not afraid to wash a dish or whatever just be the kind of person to help out around the house to help your house go, you know, to keep it, keep it straight. 
I've and you you as the man of the family, people whether they realize it or not, they look up to you for direction. They look up to you to make the right choices. Right. And whenever they see you ignoring the small things, they notice that. Oh yeah. Children, for sure. women, that it gets noticed. But that's that's kind of proven what I was saying a little bit ago is that the things that you miss, they're what gets noticed. But the great things that you do, the the money that you provide, the the care that you provide, right. that often goes un unrecognized. And whenever it goes unrecognized, you as a man, you just have to swallow that. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I've never been one of the kind of person that's looking for recognition anyway. I just do. My mother brought me and my brother. She brought us up to take care of ourselves just in case we didn't have a woman to help doing it. But she said, even if you find one, don't make her take care of you. You help. You do do everything I taught you. What did you see um, in your father that caused you to grow in a certain way? I was always afraid to mess up in front of my dad or whatever. He was there for me more than he was for my brother. By the time my brother came along, he wasn't there much. But uh, if I had one thing about it was uh, I wish he taught me how to get pissed off of people and stay pissed off of people for the right reason, because people have been, you know, I get dogged, but I, yet I still forgive them, but I don't care. But that's just the way my mom taught me. So you're talking you know, about, you're talking about your, your, your too agreeable, uh, agreeable. And like people used to, I used to, I got abused before, not sexually or nothing. Like, so keep get that out of your head. No, I, wouldn't. <laughs> no, I mean, if people like when I was little or whatever picked on me or whatever, I was always taught to forgive yeah. them. You know that's, what I mean? That's and what everything. I'm saying. That's yeah. agreeable. Until, oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, now, when I say I agreeable, Marshall. when I say agreeable, I don't mean like you just yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. An yeah. agreeable person is is someone who who thinks more about other people than they do themselves. That's exactly Be- it. Before that's it. You're before right. Before I did or like got into the navy and like martial arts. I would have considered myself a pushover. That's what. That's well, yeah, exactly. Me too. That's what yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I had to say about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's. that's I, I've it. for years been told that I'm an angry person. Oh man, you look mean. You look angry. You you, you look like a racist. Oh, whatever that looks like. Sure. Yeah. Okay. What does one look like? Um, and, and that's bothered me for a long time. So I, I remember I started like looking up like. Uh, it to see if I had any kind of problems or something to try to find out why I am the way I am. But you know what? I don't want to change the way I am because the reason I am the way I am is because of my dad. My dad was a type of person. If, 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 if a woman said to him, do I look fat in these pants? He said, yeah, whether he they just did tell it, them the truth, right? right spit it right out. That's, yeah. that's who he was. I'm like that. Cause he's not an agreeable person. He wasn't going to sit there and go, well, if I tell her this and she won't get like it, she'll get mad. So if, if something tasted bad, he'd go, this is bullshit. I, dude, I do the same thing. Even this morning, uh, I was talking to the wife and I was like, did you brush your teeth this morning? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, well, it does not smell like you did. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd have said that, I'd be divorced this afternoon. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is like, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I'm just going to tell the truth. Like, I don't yeah. see any benefit in me lying to you. I feel you. Well, what I found out, what I, what I learned about myself is that being agreeable, although it's nice, 
it's not an option for a man. All right, for a man, uh, I'm not, if you you should you should embrace being disagreeable. All right, okay, but you need to do it in a social manner so it's socially acceptable. Um, you need to socialize it and tame it down to where uh, you can enjoy being in social situations, but still have a voice. All right, so you can still go out be amongst. I'll give you a for example when I go to the bar. If there's someone at the bar that I don't get along with or I don't like, I don't play and, and pretend to be somebody I'm not. If that person is there, they're going to know I don't like them. I might not go up to them and start a fight or anything, but should they approach me, I'm going to let them know straight up, dude, right. you're in my space. I'm trying to have a good time. Stay the fuck back. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's And I don't care how that makes his Exactly. I don't see anything wrong with that. I just, it's, that's just not me. And I wish it was me, Be- and, and that's and, and that's where, what I was trying to get See, with. My- I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm totally sorry for cutting you off. But the, I was going to say that my biggest problem is, and my father used to get mad at me about that when I was little. I'm afraid of nobody wanting to be my friend. Not mm. now, not now that I'm older, but I just don't like pissing people off. Well, and I think that's where I got my disagreeable notion because I remember saying that to my dad once. Well, then he won't be friends with me. You know what my dad said? Fuck them. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Fuck them. I can remember getting in a fight and I lost the fight really bad. And my father's like, why didn't you pick up a stick or a brick or something? I'm like, that's dirty fighting. And he grabbed me and he goes, in fighting, there's no such thing as dirty fighting. It's fighting. It's just, it's fighting. You do what the fuck you need to do. And that's how life is too. Fuck them. They don't want to be your friend. Fuck them. Welcome to pop copy. <laughs> oh, I know. I know that now. That's how I was when I was young, you know? Well, one of the things that, because of those experiences that I I came to believe that men needs to do is to be less agreeable in life. And don't be afraid to be disagreeable. Don't be afraid to say to somebody, shut the fuck up, I don't want to hear you. Yeah. Like y'all tell me all the time. <laughs> and it's and it's not out of disrespect either. I know, I and, know. I, and, and I like there was one time we were all down here talking or something. Then afterwards when you went home, uh-huh. Nay was like, You were kinda mean to Rick. And I'm like, No, I wasn't. Shut up. <laughs> but then she had me thinking the whole night. And I remember I texted you the next day. I'm like, me, dude, yeah, was yeah. I mean to you or yeah. something? No, I was cracking up when you said it, remember? It's just that's who I am. And it's 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 not meant as malice. If it was malice, I'd be standing up grabbing you by your lapels. And throwing me out yeah. the door. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, yeah, that's just the kind of person that I am. But do I see that as a bad thing? No, because those people who can tolerate it understand me and I get along with them. For those who can't and want to walk away, fuck them. Well, fuck them. That's fuck them. Right. Yeah. The, it, it is what it is. I have personally, like, before the military, never had any like physical confrontations with anyone and i'm not sure if it's because i'm i've always been super agreeable or i was i don't know if it was because i was big i don't even think i was bigger than kids my age i don't know but i i never i never really had to deal with that so i i mean maybe it's because of my generation being so agreeable and and that's something else I wanted to get to. Men who who decide to become less agreeable and become more disagreeable, we need to show that to our kids as well. Because as kids, we're already disagreeable. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Kids are defiant. Oh, they they don't want to do yeah. what they're supposed to do. But what do we as parents do to them? We scold them for it. We we punish them for being disagreeable. Right. And we try to make them more agreeable. And that's why we have the kind of people we have nowadays. 
and I, I look back to like when my older cousins were younger and my uncles would treat them so much different than he treated my female cousins mm-hmm. because he was trying, they were trying to raise boys in a certain way and girls in a certain way. Now today we want to raise them all the same and it's, it, it doesn't work. It do- look at our, look at our generations. Now it, our society is so screwed up because of this. I just seen a commercial today for the AIDS commercial or HIV fucking medicine or some shit. Mm-hmm. And throughout the whole thing was just dudes kissing and hugging and being flamboyant. They and got like, too many of them damn commercials out there, man. I mean. Already. That's all you see. I can understand someone going, HIV is not on my mind. Okay, that's fine. That doesn't bother me. But when it's a dude wearing a sparkly diamond necklace and he's dancing in a club <laughs> and another guy's behind him gyrating, that doesn't need to be on our TV sets. No, no, and those no. are the dudes that are fucking so agreeable that they even take dick in the ass, which makes them agreeable. They, they that kind of shit. It's our society is is going to hell. Yeah, and that's what made me think, man. Dudes, we really need to grab our young boys. Well, <laughs> well I, think, I think you better cut that one out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me let me go back and say that again. I think men, we need to rein in our young men. How's that sound better? Did you say rape in our young rain, man? Rain in. Rain in. Whoa, Stitch. Oh, man. You're, no, all, I, you're treading down, down a crazy trail here. We need to, make, we, we need to allow our kids to be disagreeable, but we need to socialize that disagreeable aspect in them. They're, they need to learn that you don't only hold yourself accountable. The people around you... You have to have people around you that will hold yourself accountable. Oh, yeah. Because things that you can't see from outside your perspective, you're like, I mean, they're outside your perspective. You're not going to see them. So you need to have people around you. And as a kid, you, the people that are around you to hold you accountable are your parents. So you, you as your, as the parent, I believe, need to condition, condition them in the right way to where you can pass that off to their friends and they pick good friends. They don't pick. So whenever you, whenever you're raising your child and you're conditioning them to make the right decisions and you're correcting them and you're scolding them, if you have to, you want to do that in a way where they're obviously not going to hate you, but that they pick good friends that are going to hold them accountable in the same way that you did because that, I mean, that's just how we work as humans. Well, and we do that, but like when I say socially disagreeable, let the kid understand it's okay to voice their opinion and not get in trouble for it. So you, you don't scold them for it, but you know, if, 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 if the kid comes out and tells someone that they look like, like dog shit, um, we'll, we'll, we'll scold them for using the word dog shit and just tell them, look, if he doesn't look good, just tell him he doesn't look good. Right. You know, He's still being honest. He's still voicing his opinion, but he's doing it in a socially acceptable way. <laughs> Instead of calling him <laughs> dog shit. I think that's I think that has something to do with me being the way I am too, because my mom didn't she was like me. She didn't want to in, insult anybody or make but don't get me wrong though, that woman she would try to her best to whip somebody's ass if she had to. I'm the same way. But, I don't like confrontation. But yeah, that's that's what an it is. agreeable person. That's something that's else I was going to get to. I don't to. like confrontation either. But I was never taught that if I had to get into com- confrontation to deal with it. You know what I mean? That's what I felt my dad was for, and he wasn't there to teach me that. Well, check this out. Uh, when a child is more disagreeable, they actually become someone who knows what they want in life. And they'll be very forward-moving and difficult to stop. 
All right. So if, if it's someone who who doesn't mind voicing their opinion, they're, they know exactly what they want in life and they're going to know how to go about getting it. That's the kind of kid we want to raise. When we raise a kid who's more agreeable, think about Johnny's feelings. Think about jo- uh, mm-hmm. Susie's feelings. He's not going to really know what he wants because he's too worried he's too about worried what about other people else. want. Exactly. He's you know be, what I mean? I and he'll end that, up yeah. aimless. So you see, a disagreeable yeah. person will tell you exactly what they want, and they know exactly how to go about getting it. That's, gotcha. and, I, and I think that's why we're, where we as men need to become more disagreeable and teach our younger men how to be more disagreeable as well. I do, I've been trying to be that way more lately whenever I interact with people in the city or whatever it you have to have a certain amount of fuck you whenever you're around people like that you can't you can't just be like getting pushed over on the sidewalk or people screaming in your ear it's like hey or people on the bus being rowdy it's like can you guys fucking stop right you you know what i mean can i tell you a story when ian and brian were little i used to take them downtown all the time we'd go to like pit games or we'd go over to the, see the pirates play a game or something we'd always be doing something we were downtown and right before going home we would go to that one you know where that mcdonald's is right there if you come from the point there's that one yeah. mcdonald's on they closed that liberty it's, whatever. it's closed down now yeah okay. they closed it yeah. well it used to be there mm-hmm. it used to be there but anyway we would go into this mcdonald's and i would we, we'd walk up they'd get a happy meal or an ice cream mm-hmm. cone depending on what they wanted then we go sit down and eat it and then we would head home well this one time we walk in there and the place was packed so we're standing in line and we're waiting and like there's four or five cash registers going. There's people uh, walking up, giving their order and I'm waiting my turn. I got the kids sitting next to me. Then this old guy comes walking up and he steps right in front of me. Now, when I say old guy, this was a few years back. So he was probably in his like early to late sixties, early to mid sixties. I'd say I'm right. guessing. Okay. Right. And I'm like, huh, no way. And I'm thinking maybe he's reading the menu. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. But then when the guy says next, he starts walking up and I grab him. I grab him by his fucking arm. I'm like, yo, pal, we're in fucking line. Oh, but I just want, I don't give a fuck what you want. We're in line. We're waiting, getting the back of the fucking line. Exactly. Where you fucking So he turns to the guy at the register as if to say, yo, what's up, man? And the guy at the register goes, you heard the man get in the back of the line. Woo. So we walk up, we place our order, then we go sit down and we're sitting down eating and Brianne's looking at me and she's like munching on her French fries, like looking really scared at me. I'm like, what's wrong? She goes. That, that guy was old. You didn't need to do that. And I'm like, that guy was getting in front of us. I did need to do that. Exactly. And that's something I hope I passed on to Ian and her as well. Yeah. But I mean, to, even my daughters, I don't want them to be agreeable people. Be disagreeable. Say something, even if it's confrontational. Even if that guy was six foot nine, you know, 280 pounds, I'd have done the same fucking thing. I might yeah. not have touched him, but, I, <laughs> but I'd have at least said, hey, get in the back of the fucking line. Exactly. We were here waiting. We have to be that way. Yeah. And we have to teach our kids to be that way. It's our, in my opinion, it's our duty as men to do that. Because whenever you have the little kids there, they see, like like I was saying earlier, they see that you're either going to cower to that guy and let him walk all over you. Or they're going to see that, hey, my dad just stood up to that guy for slighting us. Right. Yeah, And... So that That's just made right. him look wrong, period, right there. They knew he was wrong. But his his daughter seeing it as as a that, woman. That was yeah, as, as a woman, that was that was mean. You shouldn't have treated him that way, mm. but we, as we know, we're men. Men's brains they're they work even if you're older. 
you're oh, still yeah. you're still a man. I oh, know yeah. how to interact with men, and young kids and women just don't know how to do that sometimes. There's a saying: raise your kids to be monsters. I'm sorry, raise your boys to be monsters, and not like the crazy little monsters I had running around here <laughs> <laughs> this past weekend. <laughs> no, when I say monsters, I mean men who will grow up and, and fiercely defend their home, fiercely yeah. defend their family, gotcha. fiercely defend what's theirs, that type of monster. Someone who's not afraid to let their inner monster out when they need to. Right. That's how we need to raise our boys. You know, when, when a child's raised as an agreeable person, they become accustomed to living for the needs of others. They don't live for their own needs. So if Susie's having a bad day and little Johnny, who's an agreeable child, We'll worry about Susie and try to comfort Susie and do things for Susie, forgetting what Johnny has to do for himself. Mm. Whereas a disagreeable child will look at Susie, have empathy for her, but go on with his day and do what needs to be done. Say, get up, bitch. It's time to go to work. Bye. Yeah, go make my sandwich. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do, lady. Ah, so because of this, it's harder for an agreeable person to find a sense of their own desires. More agreeable, which is why we have young men today who really don't know what they want in life. They're still living at home when they're 27 years old. Yeah. They don't, they might even go to college and take something and, and who knows what kind of courses they take, but they don't have a direction in life because they're more worried about what other people need. That they, or I, I also think it goes the other way as well, where they're only worried about what they need. Well, also, and like you were saying, Rick, um, when we raise a child to be agreeable, we're making them more vulnerable to be exploited, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of young that. men today don't want to go on dates. They're afraid of rejection. Oh, I was They're afraid of, of getting their, 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 their heart broken or whatever. They're right. afraid of things because they're not, they don't have that inner monster to let out and just say, I'm going for it. Yeah, What's yeah, the word? Yeah. Um, incel. Like involuntary celibate. That's what people Yeah, I thought say. he was going to say incest. <laughs> no. no in, we don't want to talk about your love child. <laughs> that wasn't incest. But that that's what I've heard. It's like the, they're involuntarily celibate because they do nothing to better themselves. They like you said, they sit around at home. They don't they don't do anything to further themselves in life. So who's gonna want to rely on that? Who's, right. Who who's gonna wanna create kids with that? another dumb human being is that is who's going to do that. You know what I mean? It's going to be a, you're going to get a dumb low life woman to be with you. You're going to have dumb low life kids and it just keeps going that way in the cycle and, unless and, someone yeah. steps in. And that's, yep. that's what was so great about the human race back before civilization. You go back to when we were like cave monkeys running around, the female would only, procreate with the one who was the strongest the most outspoken the the one who could give stronger better babies to survive but then we got past all that when we start putting on clothes and living in houses and now any fucking tom dick or harry can go out and find any little slut and have kids with and our world is just full of these agreeable little fucking soy boys and it just fucking sucks (laughs) man i'm not suggesting we go around disagreeing with everybody just for the sake of disagreeing I'm saying being an agreeable person, although it sounds nice, it's it's not healthy. Allow yourself to say the things that need to be said and do not, do not turn away from conflict. And above all, be honest and be truthful when you speak to someone. 
If someone says something, does something, is something that you don't like, don't be afraid to talk about it or say it. Otherwise, it's just going to continue. It's uh, People don't like being held accountable, and we've lost that as a society. We used to hold each other accountable in public. Well, you know why? Because yeah. of all the fucking participation trophies. Mm. We don't let little kids compete. Think about it. When Ian was little, they didn't keep score in their games. When they played yeah. soccer, when they played peewee football, mm-hmm. just they're playing to have fun. No, kids learn to need how to compete. You got to learn how to compete. I believe And if that. someone yeah. loses, boo-hoo, too fucking so bad. That's life. Go home It'll and get better. It'll teach them to get stronger and better Ex- so they'll win next time. 100% I have, agree. I have a good story about that for me personally experiencing that. Good. So whenever I did my first wrestling tournament, they do a first-year tournament for all the kids in their first wrestling tournament. Mm-hmm. And my cousin was also doing it. I did it, and I won for my weight class. I took first place. And then as we were leaving, I saw my cousin carrying a trophy. And I was like, he lost. Like, what, what did he get the trophy for? And, I, and we're, we're walking over to him, and my dad says to me, he's like, that's a participation trophy. They, they just give trophies out to everyone who participated. In and as a kid, that honestly made me feel a little bit angry and it it made me feel like I got the rug pulled out from underneath me because I just put all that hard work in. I pinned these kids. I won all my matches. I, I sweat. I blood. I bled. And he went in. He lost. And he still gets recognized for that. Mm. It really takes away it from, really does. from the, the competitive edge that you build in kids when they win something like it that. Makes they, you, it makes you wonder why did I put in all this work and you should have been the only one to get the damn trophy. Shouldn't have been no more trophies. None. Well, second and third place. Well, second and third place. Yeah, sure. Not I no mean, damn he participation trophy. He wasn't even in my wrestling division yeah, because we're, so. we're different ages, but the fact that he still got recognized for as a participant <laughs> uh, just being a participant yeah. was, it it devalued what i learned what I, I had agree. learned from winning that i agree yeah it didn't mean anything basically what it, uh, my dad's friend called it a trying trophy you tried didn't get anywhere look allow the kids to compete right Yes. Stop with the participation trophies and stop with these no score games and, and let them learn what it is to lose. And we're going to talk more about this when we come back here on the Gentleman's Nightery. Oh, aren't you sad? It's half over. Hell yeah. yeah. We're, we're half over. I shouldn't say we're halfway. We're halfway through this episode, the last episode. The last episode. I. It's, it's a bittersweet moment because I'm excited to. I'm excited to enjoy the holidays. I'm really excited though for the the whole Christmas event coming up. I even though we discussed earlier how it goes, I'm still excited to see family. Yeah, it's it's no. I mean, the holidays are nice. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like a, a Grinch or a Scrooge or anything. I just uh, like Nadine and I were talking. Like, are we really going to decorate? We don't, the kids don't come over. We don't do anything. So it's like you know, it's it's just us. We're we got our our own gifts. You know, we upgraded our phones. Merry Christmas. Right. That's it. Well, yeah, me, I mean, you know, let me put it a different way. I told Marie the same thing. The older we get, 
the more pain of an ass it is. Pain in the ass it is. My dad had it worked out. Let me tell you I'm something. Serious. For the that last is. ten years, here's what my dad. Now the apartment he lived in these high rise apartments, and when you first walk in, he had like these this this. It looked like a garage, but it was just a walk-in closet where you can keep the coats, and, and he would buy shit off QVC and then just leave them stacked up in his closet. Oh, wow. But what he also did was every year, QVC. he had a, a Christmas tree. It was a fake tree with all the lights and shit on it, right? Mm. Now, when we were kids, my mother would torture him because his birthday is November 1st. Okay. So the day after Halloween, my mother starts dragging out the Christmas stuff, and on his birthday... Is making this poor guy put up the Christmas tree, <laughs> untangle the lights, get through all the, the garland, put the you know all that shit, and he would put the tree up and spend his birthday doing that. So then, when he was away from my mother, the kids aren't in the house anymore. He got one tree one year, and he decorated it the way he wanted it. And then after the holidays, he opened that closet and slid it in there, all the way to the back. And then close the closet. And then when the next year came, he grabbed the little tapestry under the tree and drug it back out, put it where it's supposed to go, and plugged it in. And that was it. That was his Christmas. That's all he needed to do. That's awesome, dude. That whenever you're content like that and you can you can be happy with I mean, I wouldn't even consider that minimalist. Uh, no, not, not at all, because he, he took part in it. He just did it the easy way. But like we was talking about before, like you said, he's making himself happy. Sure, he was. Yeah. Exactly. Well, let me tell you what I was going to say, because we were talking about kids, and this is going to wrap up everything I have, okay. all right? And it's we already said, you know, let, let the kids play. Let them do their thing, right? Uh, teach our young men how to grow into monsters, and I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. And I'm not talking about teaching the kids to be jerks. I'm saying teach our young men to be the consequence of their fathers before them. How cool is that, right? Teach them to be the consequence of their fathers before them. Like, my... You were saying something about this earlier, how it was harder for adults back then, and then it got a little easier, got a little easier. But I want my kids to see what – I want my kid to be the person that my grandfather would be proud of. Mm. I want his kids to be the people that I'm going to be proud of. I think that way as well. Yeah, so so if we teach our kids to be the consequence of our fathers before us, I think we'll raise a lot better men. I, I like the quote that Jordan Peterson says – where he says you need to be dangerous, but you got to be able to control it. Sure. Oh, yeah. Because well, that makes sense. Without being able to be dangerous, and I'm not just talking about physical, yeah. uh, mental. Yeah. No, and that's what I oh, meant yeah. about mo- that's what I meant about the monster. Yeah. To let yeah. that inner monster out. Uh, whenever you don't have that, you're like we were talking about earlier. You you get run over, and the people around you that you're supposed to be. Uh, that are relying on you, they they're left in the weeds mm-hmm. because whenever you don't become that warrior in the garden, what are you going to do? You're going to slap them with a trowel. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to that. I mean, that's a metaphor, but you you're not going to be as dangerous as you need to be in conversation if you're not going through as a child, as uh, an adolescent, going through these tougher times getting mentally beat on by your parents, getting more responsibility as you go. Um, but the the gist of it is you can't be dormant because whenever you lie dormant, that's whenever some fit hits the sham. Just just sit you mean just sit back and let everything happen and don't worry. Yeah, don't do like the the video gamers living 
till 27 in their parents' basement, in, like yeah. we were talking about. Yeah, right. You're you're not you're not going to be prepared whenever something happens. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm not saying like an apocalypse or something, but like say you your car breaks down or something, and you don't know what to do. What are you What are you going to do? Mm. That like you're if you don't know what to do, you're stuck. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I, to, to to stick with the agreeable, disagreeable, I, I think we can all relate to that because there have been times in our lives where I, I know for myself, there were times where I was agreeable and I look back on it and it disgusts me to look back. And, 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 and But I've learned from it too. And I look back at times where I was disagreeable and I thought, well, I could have been a little more agreeable. That you know. So if we could stick to that, like you said you don't like confrontation. What is it about confrontation you don't like, Rick? Uh, disagreement may, I guess, probably some bullshit like that. I just don't like to argue about stuff that can be settled differently. And that's my main thing. Let me ask you this. Okay. You're in the supermarket. You got 12 items or less. You're in that aisle, right? Right. Some guy says he's holding two things in his hand. Hey, can I get in front of you? Polite. You go, yeah, sure. And Mm -hmm. then he turns and tells his wife, come on. And she's got a card of about 20. It's not going to happen. Why? Because I'm not going to let it happen. That pisses me off. How are you going to react? How am I going to react? Here's here's because here's, here's I'm thinking here. of of a guy uh-huh. who uh, doesn't like confrontation right. and, and admits to being agreeable. Here's what I see happening. Okay. Hey man, this is twelve items or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Don't worry about it. And I think you would look around a little bit, and you'd probably see if someone was looking, and then you say, "Yeah, but I let you in thinking you only had two. Mm-hmm. And he turns to you and goes, "Dude, it's okay. Chill out." Mm-hmm. How, how do you re- what are you gonna do no what will you do you chill out no you're getting behind me no see when i was talking about me being agreeable with everything i'm talking about the younger rick or whatever i changed that all when i was like in my 20s and stuff i'm not like that now i used to be i'm still agreeable to the point i still don't like confrontation but i'm more willing to accept it mm-hmm. now in my, in this older life or whatever i'm too old to do anything about it now but like through these, like the through the past thirty years or whatever, then oh, yeah. then you had something to deal with. I'm gonna really. go against the grain here, but I don't know and agree. And if but the thing about it, if it happened now, I still have something to say about it. I don't know whether I could do anything about it or not, but I would try. All right, so you're standing there in line and you're saying stuff, and he's got his back to you, and he's going through the checkout, and then he starts cashing out. What can you do? Oh, there's what nothing you, I can do then. That's what I'm, Well, there is stuff that you can do, though. That's what I was saying. Oh, okay. What were you going to say? What do you mean you're going to go against the grain? I was going to say that it's okay to be a little bit agreeable, though, in that kind of in that sense, because, okay, it could be that situation, but like, say you're at the bar and you sat down in some dude's seat and he like wants to pick a fight with you mm. are you gonna take that fight you're just gonna get in a bar fight or are you just gonna be like oh okay my bad man or right. are you gonna get in that bar fight or are you gonna take the high road and be like that's fine just go ahead and take the seat is it are the consequences of the bar fight worth it for you that- depends on if it's my bar or not mm. if it's my bar I'm not going to do anything in the bar, and I'll, I'll stand up and I'll tell the dude, "Let's go outside. I'll take care of it outside." Yeah, that's that's go. me. I won't I won't do anything to provoke a fight in, not, in a bar. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to get banned from my own bar. I got to exactly. go drinking in my bar. Yeah, all right. And especially if it's someone that I don't know and they're in my bar, I know I got backup too, because mm. all my buddies would be like, "Be fucking with Stitch." 
Truth, truth. So no, I won't do anything in the bar. But like in the the supermarket situation, that if if a guy did that to me, he held up a couple grapefruit. I just have these two things. Is it all right if I go? Then he invites his wife, and they have twenty more things. Mm -hmm. Then I'm gonna have an issue. I'm gonna smile, and I'm gonna go buy. I'm gonna put all my shit back. If it's a car, I'll push the car aside, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna grab a couple legs, and then I'm gonna wait for him and follow him out to his car and pummel his fucking car with eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh if you want, but that's what I would do. And then if he wants you. to get out and start something with me outside the store in the parking lot, let's yeah. roll, motherfucker. I'm fine with that. <laughs> let's do it. Let's I won't do. Okay. You're right. I won't, I'll say something to him in the line, and if he says "fuck you" and turns his back, like don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I won't. You'll worry about it, motherfucker. Yeah, I hear you. And I'll, I'll stand you. right there with the with the eggs, and I'll watch him and his wife walk to the car, and I'm going to follow them to the car. And when they get in, pop, 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 eggs all over the motherfucker. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You're just like a, a more a braver man than me, I would say. Oh man, is I just, it? Nobody. I don't. I don't like dudes fucking with me. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. Don't fuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm at the point in my life now where I keep a lot of people at arm's length. I don't give them the opportunity to fuck with me, but dudes that are like that think that they're above me, think mm-hmm. that they're a whole bunch of shit. Fine. You can think that if you want to think that. You can look good in front of your wife when you're standing there at checkout exactly. laughing at me. Do whatever you want. But then when we get outside and I pummel your car with eggs, then we're going to find out who really is who or who is whom. <laughs> yeah, right. Who's the who's the big man on the block? It's not yeah. you, sir. And you know what? I might even get my ass whooped, but I don't care because I'll give him a good fucking fight in the meantime. Oh, it doesn't fucking yeah. matter. That's motherfucker was quick, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like I said, when I was young and everything, everybody used to say, you got to stop letting people pick on you. Quit letting people run over you and stuff like that. I said, oh, they're just my friends and all that. But I'm talking young Rick back in the day. Back then, I was Ricky. But I, I, anyway. I get what you mean, though. When I grew up, never had a fight in high school, got to college, you couldn't tell me shit then. I done, and then they, they, somebody would still fuck with you, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But then when they fuck with you and find out what you were really all about, then they quit fucking with you. But the thing about it, I have not been in a real fight since the eight, early 80s. And I was playing football back then in college. That's the last time I was ever in a fight. It's never been a real fight for me. I'm just always yeah, getting but, my ass whooped. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I'm hey, just kidding. No, no, I used to get my ass whooped all the time before. No, I, I just I, when I was young. When I was because I never wanted to fight. When I was in school, I was a skinny little fucking prick. Believe it or not, I was. I was a skinny little kid with this big buffy fucking hair. It was parted down the middle. I had a colic. I was this dorky looking fucking kid. And everybody thought that I was this little fucking weasel. And I can remember these kids constantly fucking saying shit to me. Because, I mean, I grew up poor. My parents, they bought my shoes at Kmart, all right? Um, I didn't get the pro kids and the converse like everybody else did. I had these fucking, they look like Starsky sneakers, except they were like plastic and vinyl mm. and they didn't they, they didn't squeak on the basketball court in gym yeah, class they yeah. slid don't worry we've all shit. been there i've been there so i mean because of that and i was kind of a dorky little skinny bony kid a lot of people would like to pick on me and, and it, i had enough of it in the i think it was a like 10th or 11th grade 10th grade i walk into the classroom and i and the teacher said something to me and i said something back and everybody's like ooh. and this kid in front of me goes you fucking wuss mm. And I don't, something inside me fucking went pop. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him, I go, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. Now the whole class is quiet and the teacher is like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is back in the mid 70s. People didn't act like this unless you lived in the no, fucking Bronx, right? Yeah, right. So 
He said something again. I go, but who the fuck are you calling wuss? And I remember when I grabbed his shoulder, that's when the teacher grabbed me. That's enough. That's enough. You leave. And I'm like, I want you outside after school. I want to see you outside after school. <laughs> and I'm fucking screaming it, right? This is going to be my first real fight. And I'm nervous. I'm, I remember I was shaking, but I wasn't shaking because I was scared. Was it was all the adrenaline that was fucking running through me. And my buddy Jeff is like, man, what the fuck did you do? Everybody's talking about this fight you're going to be in. What fight are you going to be in? Now, Whenever there was a fight, everybody knew the fight was going to be down this path behind the school. Mm-hmm. And then it gathered around. Everybody so, gathered around, right. didn't they? And now, I'm guessing this kid, he was kind of new. I don't really remember him from any earlier grades, so he must have been new to the school. But he must have been asking around, what's this guy like? And everybody's probably like, him? He's a puss. Don't worry about it, right? So, because he was there. He was waiting for me. Mm. Because I know I was doing the same thing. Who the fuck is this guy that called me a wuss? And everybody's like, I heard he knows karate. I heard this. I heard that. I'm like, karate? What the fuck? So anyway, I show up. <laughs> this is, as a matter of fact, a story in my first book. This is hilarious. I, I walk to the path, and there's all these people standing around waiting for these two dorks to fight. And this dude takes this karate stance. He goes, and he literally goes, hi-ya! <laughs> like that, like trying to scare me. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> And he tried to do this roundhouse, but it was dumb. So I just reached out and I slapped him like a bitch. Mm. And he came at me and he's doing this again, like these karate things. And I ducked and I punched him right with the pop, right in his fucking nose hurt. and knocked him down. But when I watch TV, when I watch the Rockford Files and Jim Rockford punched somebody, mm. it had that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he fell down, I got on top of him. And then when I hit him with my fist, it was more like a. Like a dull thud. Okay. So I kept hitting him harder and harder. <laughs> trying to, I wanted it to make that crack yeah, noise. He, he was trying to get that so noise going. So I'm back, and his face, his head is going fucking sideways. I'm beating the fucking living shit out of this kid. This To the point where this girl grabbed me by the scruff of my neck and was like, stop, you're killing him, and pulled me off of him. That's it. I was, I was like, <laughs> so all those years of being picked on, all those years of being Came agreeable. Out. Yep. Let my monster out. And my monster has been out since then, man. Yep. I did karate as a kid. I didn't really remember any of it, but I was getting picked on by this one kid. And my dad goes, if you ever get into an altercation at school, I don't want you to start it. But if it happens, you better finish it. Mm-hmm. You better be the one to finish it. And that direction from the father figure, from that man really made an impact on me because my mom never told me anything like that. Like you said, Rick, she was always telling me, take the high road, take the high road. But that first time hearing that from my dad, just probably the same impact you had grabbing that guy at McDonald's on me as a kid, him, him being like, you're not going to be the one getting your face mobbed in. You're not going to be getting bullied and picked on. If you stand up for yourself, it'll stop happening. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly what happened. That's like, right. I'm, I'm not going to say like my life changed overnight after beating this guy's face in. I, I remember coming to school and, and people were talking about it. Thinking back, I don't really think anybody stopped picking on me, <laughs> but I was able to give it back just as good. Exactly. Whereas before yeah, you know I wouldn't. You if you right? can, and that builds a respect. Like, if you meet any Irish person, I don't know if you've met, ever met any Irish person, but whenever they have their comedic bits, whenever you're conversing and drinking with them, they rib you. They rib you hard. And they'll be okay if you can take it, but they'll love you and be best friends with you if you dish it right back to them. Oh, okay. And That's what they want. 
And my, that- my mother's family is Polish, Irish, French. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm well aware of the uh, so Irish. So you grew up but, in it, too, fuck yeah. just like I did. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. you, at any family event, including Christmas, uh, I know that I will be getting ribbed on whenever I walk in. So immediately whenever I walk into my house or my grandma's house, I'm start picking on them. I'm gonna start getting on them because if Just I don't, start it out. Start if it right I don't, out. they're coming at me first, yeah, right. and I'm not gonna be the one being pulled on on or pulled out on, man. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. He said, "Pull out." Be- <laughs> yeah. You like escorted on your chest or on your neck? <laughs> <laughs> Wherever it's warmest. Oh, my goodness. oh damn. Well, I got one more thing to say on this subject. I was uh, passive before, and everybody, all everybody, even my family or whatever. You need to stop doing that. Letting people quit. Letting people walk over you. You fight back and all this other stuff. Huh? So I got older and I fought back. Don't you know I became a bad man then? After that, why did you do that? Uh, you went too far. What's wrong with you? And shit, that's the shit that I heard. If you're everybody that- thought that I was a bad person just because I wouldn't let nobody pick on me no more. Do you think? Your dad would have said that to you? No, hell no. No, I no. don't think he would have. I don't think he did. No, he, you know, he would have told me. He's told me before. Like I said, you know, I spent years with him before everything happened or whatever. But, yeah, you know, he told me to fight for myself and don't let nobody walk over me or nothing like that. And I had other people in my family, too, telling me stuff like that. But I couldn't understand why when I got older and start fighting back, I was going overboard. <laughs> well, hey, anyway, uh, but anyway, look, being agreeable isn't bad per se. Okay, no. in this in the conversation of, of agreeable and disagreeable and how we're talking about it, it's not a bad thing. But uh, disagreeable is a better fit for men. Okay, so it, I can see a woman being agreeable, and I can understand why a woman would need to be agreeable. But for as far as being disagreeable, it's a better fit for men to be disagreeable and not always worrying about everybody else. So if I were to ask men to change one thing about being a man today, it would be that they'd be less agreeable and socially disagreeable and to raise their young men in the same way. That's that's all I really had. That was my thought for our final episode. That was a good thought. I I would say for me, my number one thing would be carry yourself with honor. Whenever you carry yourself with honor you're going to be doing the thing that has integrity you're going to make that right choice you're going to make the right choice whether it benefits you or it does not benefit you and it benefits other people and you still have to do it you you got to make that decision you got to you got to nut up man that's pretty <laughs> much what it is you got to nut up or shut up and that's what I'll leave it on Carry yourself with honor. Okay. Now, what, how do you how do you put that for the people that don't? Because you're military, and you know what I mean. How would you put that for the people that don't know what means carry yourself with honor means? Um. So I would say that honor isn't military specific. Yeah, but I was what gonna I say. Would, no, I'm not saying it's military <laughs> specific. I, but, but for me, but every people in everyday. Well, let me life ask you, Rick. That. How 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 would you see it if if I say you carry yourself with honor? You haven't been in the military, so tell me what that means to you. What that means to me is be proud of what you do and make and do things to make you proud. That's that's the way I would look at it. Mm-hmm. Just do the right thing by you and your family, if you're married, your wife, 
your kids and everything else and just do it respectfully and do the right thing. Is it, am so, I am I close? That's your interpretation. Every yeah. That's, every, that's oh, there's no direct. Well, I'm I'm I mean, sure there's a dictionary phrase for okay. it, the word honorable, but what I'm saying is for everybody it's different. Just because oh, we were okay. in the military doesn't mean it has a different bearing. Okay, for well, him, honor is one thing. For you, honor is another. I really liked what you said because that nailed my point in is if you're proud of what you do, and I'm not saying being prideful in, in – I'm not saying being prideful in a bad way, but if you're proud of what you do, you're – doing what you think is the best way to do it and you're not half assing it, you're whole assing it, you know. Uh that's the best way you can avoid issues. Whenever to in today's world, including myself, a lot of people super anxious all the time. A lot anxiety is a huge problem. If you're doing the right thing all, all the time, you don't have to worry about being caught up in being the bad guy and doing the wrong thing. You don't have you don't have to worry about being hemmed up or getting in trouble for being the bad guy if you're always being proud of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah I got you. That's basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm agreeing with yeah. you. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we and, and we did a whole show on honor. If you think about it, way back when we were talking about toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. honor was one of the topics that we discussed. This here is an honorable way to live. That what I'm talking about is uh, with with agreeable and disagreeable. Because I'm being honest enough to tell somebody, look, this is how I feel. I don't care if it hurts your fucking feelings. Boom. That's I'm just laying it out there. Yeah. To me, that's an honorable way of looking at things. Whereas to someone else, you might go, eh, you're kind of a dick. Yeah. I, <laughs> you whenever, know what I mean? Yeah. When you told that's the story about the how you'd react with like the eggs, that's what I thought. I was like, yeah, Stitch kind of a dick. But I mean, <laughs> I just know that. So it's, it, it's fine. But to me, that's me holding, beholden to my own honor. You know what I mean? All right. So I get I'm, it. I get it. I'm it's not just gonna, not something I would do. I get you. But it, it, to, not to justify it, but just to kind of explain it, I'm not going to get a, a fist fight in the supermarket. Right, right, right. But I'm not going to be walked on either. Yeah. So I'm going to find a line where I can be that little disagreeable dickhead yep. and get my point across. So basically what you did, the way Madness put it, was the same thing. I've done stuff like that, too, that... The same people that was telling me I need to step up for myself. Then when I do, I'm going overboard. Mm. Am, I, am yeah. I right? Yeah. Yeah. So and, and I would do something like that too. Let's, you know what I let's mean? Let's be honest also. Okay. We'll go back to the guy in the supermarket. Okay. And I pelt his car with six fucking eggs. <laughs> What's he really going to do? Clean it off. O- open his door, <laughs> step out a minute and look at me and go and yell. <laughs> yeah, he or, you think he's really going to come up to me and want, with his no. fist ready to fight? No. And here's here's what I think is going to happen. There, It's one of two scenarios. You either get the person who's going to do that, like you said, or not even that, and just drive away. Or you're going to get that crazy motherfucker. Not going to fight you. He's going to get out and shoot you. And ass. pull out a gun. Yep. That's what I was thinking. And that, but that's the end of it. So it doesn't matter, huh? No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> You're always rolling the dice well, that with was, anybody you with anybody you deal with in life that mm-hmm. you don't know. You're yeah, always you rolling the dice. All right, I see these videos all the time. It's like, oh, he messed with the wrong person, and you see these kids fucking with this older guy because he's an older guy, but they don't realize he's an MMA instructor and he's gonna fucking knock the shit out of them mm-hmm. just because he's an older guy. They mistook him. Now this guy getting into his car, yeah, he might be two inches taller than me and have me by fifty pounds, and maybe he lifts weights, but is he really gonna fucking fight me? Probably not. Probably not. And, and that's why I do what I do. Because you And if he does come to fight me, 
I've, I've been in plenty of fights. I know how to take a punch. Yeah. I, I'm almost 60. Mm-hmm. I might not take it as well as I used to, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to fucking back down either. Oh, so, hell no. That's that's never. From, from that guy's <laughs> perspective, I would say that you are being kind of a nuisance, but if I was him and wanting to be the agreeable man, I'm just going to drive away and take what you did to me. Mm-hmm. But if I'm the disagreeable man, I'm going to get out and I'm going to handle business with you. And that, to to me personally, I kind of wish that's how things still rolled. I could just, if yeah. I have an issue with you, we fucking handle it but right that's there. how, yeah, And like that's me. how I am. I'm ready for that. That's exactly. what I'm saying. I'm ready exactly. for that. I'm yeah. also ready for that, but in today's day and age, you it's can't not do happen. that without legal repercussions because yeah. everyone films everything. Dude. Exactly. Last winter, we had a guy show up at the bar who has never been in the bar before. And he started talking shit. He was, he, we got, I got into a fucking fight with him outside the bar. He called the cops. Now, everybody in the bar was like, that guy started it, that guy this, that guy that. He took us to court. Now, he was so fucking drunk, he doesn't remember anything about that night. We got into court when the story started, like he called me a nigger lover. All right, because because when he was trying to, he was getting up in my face at the bar. What an ass! And I back him. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to have a conversation with my wife. And he looked at me, Dean. Then he looked at me. Anyway, then he went outside. So he tried to light a cigarette. I'm like, you can't smoke in here. You got to take that outside. Smoke outside. Matter of fact, he bummed the cigarette from me. Oh shit! I figure if I gave it to him, he'll just fucking get the fuck out. So he went outside talking shit. I'm like, no, 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 fuck this. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to handle my business. Mm-hmm. So I went outside. Then he's telling me. And then he calls me the nigger lover. Then the, at, right That's as he, just rude. Right mm-hmm. as he said that, the door burst open and Nadine pops out. She's like, you're fucking with the wrong family, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> she she knew what was about oh, to happen. Nay is, Nay is a very disagreeable person. Oh, She will yeah. tell you what's on her fucking mind. She will do what needs done. She will not back down from anybody. No, I even... I've never had an experience around Nadine where she's been mean to me because I've never had that. She's not really like that to me. She's not mean. But she's not, I not mean see whenever she has to be mean mm-hmm. and it's just a woman you do not want to step in front of. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. That's why I married her. <laughs> she, she, She's a tough girl. She can handle her business, and that's what I love about it. That's why you two fucking butt heads. Absolutely. (laughs) And and neither one of them think anything about it. Like, fuck you. No, fuck you. I'm gone. (laughs) Well, hey, everybody listening, I want to thank you. Oh, I also want to let you know about Mississippi River Flavor Company. Now, if you're still trying to use the Nidery 1-0, that promo's done now. So if you're military, put in that you're military. Uh, and, and you'll get the, the military discount. Otherwise, Nidery 10 is gone. Discount, discount. Um, <laughs> but what's not gone is their amazing flavors. So be sure to go on www.MississippiRiverFlavorCompany.com and check out their rubs, their blends, their spices, their marinades. I'm really looking forward to when they drop the cheesecakes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. And, and I want to try that hot sauce that they were talking about. That's the what I was going to do. A little yep. I want to try that. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, it's kind of cold. But no, this was this was our, our Christmas present to the men who listen to be a more disagreeable man. All right. Don't be a dick like Stitch. Uh, just <laughs> no, I'm not, not just like just be more disagreeable. Don't let people walk on you. And you know what? If there's a young man in your life, uh, a son, a grandson, nephew, 
teach them the same thing. Let's raise some real men in this country. Forget about these femboys who are worried about toxic masculinity. Let's show them that masculinity isn't toxic, and it is something that this country needs. I, I would like to leave with one little piece of advice. I would say if you can do anything for your child as a man raising a boy, teach your son to read. If your son is literate and reads a bunch, reads all kinds of different varieties of books, he's going to be learned, he's going to be articulate, and he's going to know how to handle situations. That's it for me, Stitch. All right. Well, hey, guys, um, really, really looking forward to next season. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening and for spreading the word about us. And uh, once we get our website down, we're going to put that out there as well. Right now, we have a Facebook page, Listeners of the Gentleman's Nightery. And in there, there's a link to uh, a Wix page that we have. But until we get our own domain and everything, uh, we're just going to keep it that way for now. But uh, we look forward to talking to you guys next season. Again, we got some great shows already planned out and lined up, right? I'm ready for year two, baby. Oh yeah, year yeah, three. We got some. We year? got we got something coming up. Year year. Well, not year three, but yeah, uh, it's, it's season, season three. Season three. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, I just mean like it's my. It'll be my second full year. Yeah. Of yeah, being with this. you guys. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Hey. Again, thanks, Rick. Thank you, Magnus. Thank you. Looking forward to a whole other season. I'm Stitch Mainville. Merry Christmas. It's Magnus. And we are out. Yeah, we are. The Gentleman's Nightery is an MTC original production produced by Leo Mainville, found on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Please be sure to subscribe, share, and like this podcast on whatever platform you listen to us. I was listening. And please, don't be afraid to leave us a five-star rating. Thanks for listening.